What are you saying, wee man? Howdy and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting here around the table with Drew, Shavi, Jasui and Achilles and we're getting on to the second part of their journey. Last we left off, they were sitting in the groping Marlin. They just got a job from Dragon and they just met Achilles. So now we're sitting here in the tavern as we cut back in. All right. So as you guys look around, you can see that Dragon seems to finish off his drink, skulls it to the bottom, puts his tankard on the table and he says, Boys, traveling is afoot. You're leaving the city of Cadmia, so I suggest you prepare yourselves. I'm not sure if any of you are able to miraculously heal one another, but that might be something you want to get. As a matter of fact, I can. Well, he looks up to you guys and he says, I'll expect that gold delivered to the Honorable Knight statue in the way that we meet on the regular, Shavi. What gold? Don't play coy with me, Jusui. I'm sorry, what gold are we talking about, my friend? The gold I asked you to retrieve. There was no gold that you asked us to retrieve. There was ledges you asked us to destroy. We destroyed the ledges. You said nothing about no gold. He looks towards the two of you. We'll put it there. You motherfucker. I can't go against Dragon. He's like my daddy. <laughs> so he watches the bag gets put up and he watches, he, dr- he laughs. He's just like, <laughs> uh, look, keep that wily attitude might keep you alive how's this I'll take an even split of this gold in return for the ledges and you can keep a quarter of what you got better than nothing that's not gonna cut it Jess Weez is just pissed off at the moment and just staring in a corner in the room cause obviously he's out of this conversation <laughs> cause Shavi's making the shot calls you're just surprised it's not you for a change. Yeah. I'm not getting us killed. Information is power and knowledge. So I'd be willing to accept 50-50. But yeah, I feel like I also want to add that, um, you know, the ledges having everyone from the unseen was very important. So we're helping everyone out by retrieving those. So I think we definitely deserve a, a fair share for our efforts. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. I'm going to give myself guidance too. There's one thing I don't want. This is a team of mine offside. Please have it be known that I do appreciate your efforts. Though you'll be rewarded monetarily if that's what you require. We. I'm going to be for you to take Shavi's share. It's settled then. And you watch as he shakes his hands together. He says, your loyalty is not going unnoticed, Shavi. (laughs) He stands. Appreciate it. And he begins walking out with his share of the gold. So we still take the five, the five eighty seven and three silver that we got, and Shavi just handed over fucking the all of his. Yep. So I am going, my friend. I am sorry that you had to be put that way, but he never said anything about the gold. The gold was always ours. Roll an insight check, Shavi. Okay, but I'm going to give Shavi sixty three gold. Okay. So you watch as Jusui slides gold to you as you're thinking about the situation that just transpired. And you know, you've known Dragon for a long time. 
you know that he, yeah, he's usually very generous towards you. So the fact that he took this gold off you is weird to you. He might be in some trouble, um, which leads you to believe. And he said Dragon got up and left. Yep. Then I'm going to tell these guys here that after he left, when I grabbed the ledges, I had a quick look through them and I actually found that Dragon owes Mr. Rum quite a significant amount of money. To uh, owe money to one debt collector. Yes, maybe more than one debt collector he owes this money to. Can I follow him? Uh, yeah, you can go and roll a perception check to see if you can find where he's going. Okay. 19. You watch as Shavi exits the table, you make your way to the edge of the, the deck and you get to the gangplank and you look left, you look right, you look towards the rooftops and Dragon seems to be nowhere to be seen. Okie doke. As a member of the Unseen, you know that he's quite proficient in... You're very sneaky. Not being followed if he doesn't want to be. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. And That's also it. I rolled a 20, so... Oh, there you go. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nighttime now. I look to the guys and I say, cool, for heading to Spinewood, um, what's what's the journey time? Probably uh, three quarters of a day. Three quarters of a day. All right. So we'd want to, you know, probably have a kip tonight and then go. Yep. But well, I guess while we're still at the table finishing our drinks, I want to uh, look over at Achilles and ask him, so Achilles, if you were to join us on this uh, adventure journey, could you maybe give us a little bit of a background as about yourself? You know, so we... You know, we might know if you're going to be handy in a in a brawl or in a in a pickle with us. What tickles your pickle, my friend? Well, before I went to the Valley of Odyssey Guild, I was there on an adventure with a group of different individuals. I was there. A dwarf, very angry dwarf, Papa Badarius. You uh, you joke, you you joke, my friend. No, I would never joke about that dwarf. You know how Papa Badarius. <laughs> His name is stupid. He's stupid friend. He, he's a very stupid man, but very funny. Very funny. Very angry man. Yeah, uh, funny. Lots of anger. Uh, very funny. Uh, he's he very good drinking companion, my friend. He can drink. I think that's common with the wolves. He can drink. I look at Shavi and think, did they just become best friends? <laughs> yep. uh, it, it, he knows a friend that, uh, that I used to, how you say, beat around the traps with. Very funny man. Very hardened dwarf. Very good in a fight. I hear that a few months ago, my friend Hababadaris tried to burn down an entire village because the uh, advisor looked at him funny. Uh, 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 did you hear this story, my friend? This is true. I was off on another adventure with another friend of that group, but I heard... I heard it got very messy. Ah, that is Hababadaris. <laughs> <laughs> very good. So, Achilles, we can, we can rely on you to assist us and keep keep us alive. I love a good fight as much as the next man. Excellent. You'll fit right in. To friendship. And cheers. Um, all of you roll constitution saves. Oh, <laughs> shit. Really? I thought we were going to go have a nap. Throughout the night, a lot of meat is sunk between Drew and Jesui, but you don't appear to waken with any consequence to that. Uh, Shavi, having drank apple juice all night, you wake up feeling extremely hydrated and the vitamins and minerals are doing well in your body. And Achilles, strictly on water, you guys would have gone to a nearby inn and just rented a room for, it'll be three silver for each of you, so mark that off. And as you awaken in different rooms, I pay for yours. you hear the hustle and Thank bustle of the Cadmian City in the early morning. You hear carts rolling by, you hear the dock ward in full swing, you hear the boom cranes cranking across and lifting cargo off of ships and you hear sailors ahoying people as the seagulls core. 
you awaken, open the windows, and you feel the breeze just hit your face. That sea salt breeze just smells of fish. And as you make your way downstairs and meet your party, what would you like to do? Well, I mean, we may as well have breakfast and fuck off. Hmm. Well, if it's uh, if we're going to Spinewood to the waterfall with the the Moon River, we probably want to be there at uh, probably dusk, leading on towards night. I'd imagine. So, yeah, having some brekkie and then setting off would probably work out perfect. Is that uh, is that walking? Yeah. Okay, so you can get horses and go faster. I mean, we could, but It'll, who gives? You know, the prices right? for horses are about ten gold. What to keep a horse? Yep. Well, oh, fuck it. Let's go buy horses. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep, we'll do that. So get some uh, horses. we have some brekkie. I have some more mead. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there any ponies? <laughs> there will no, be. We, we just, I'll, uh, I'll double on some of yeah, we'll just yeah. yeah, throw you on Achilles' back or something. Okay. Take it back. Okay. What up? So stables. We go and find a stable. Yep. I'll say yeah. you guys, having been in this town, you have your contacts as well. Yeah. Uh, you eventually find the man who usually services the unseen with horses. You see these uh, stables on the outskirts of the city. You make your way to the northwestern gate, and as you pass by it, you can see these stables that house a variety of horses. The man offers you a discounted rate of eight gold per horse, so three eights are 24. Cool. I look at Shavi and I slap him in his teeth. Stop horsing around. Oh, fuck. Nay! <laughs> Drew. De-inspiration. You, oh, no. I had one too. Drew, my friend, you uh, you help out our, our little friend with the uh, with the gold for the horsey? Sure. My friend, I shall help you as I do not know your current financial situation, but as you can see, we flush. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to buy right. uh, Achilles horse as well. What was my gem thing worth? Your gem? Uh, you know Sorry. that they're probably worth about 200 gold pieces. I'll say that you could have done that before you left if you want to. Okay. You oh, fence the gem during the morning while everybody eats their breakfast. Hearty meal of eggs and steak. You get onto your horses and you begin riding northwest with Drew at the lead. So you need to roll animal handling check. So the soldier in you, Achilles, you are galloping along quite uh, professionally and Drew as well seems to have an unnatural sort of knack with these horses in, in terms of riding them. Uh, whose back would you be on, Charlie? Drew's back. Okay, so your travel is nice, but then you look back towards just Sweet and he's like zigzagging across the road. <laughs> he's slapping it here and there, and the horse just won't go where you want it to go. Yeah, this stupid animal, it does not listen. I, I tried slapping, I tried to knees, I tried uh, if, he's, if he's doing that, I'm definitely noticing being an animal lover. I'm going to go and uh, give this horse a bit of love. Okay. So I'll get you to roll an animal handling check again. 18. So you move, you watch as Drew sort of slows his pace to move with yours and the horse is just rearing up in its reins with you, Je Sui, and you watch as Drew moves uh, toward the horse. He puts a hand on its uh, shoulder and you watch as the horse immediately just sort of settles. You look at Drew and Drew looks at you and that was the most incredible magic that you've ever seen. You and the horse, you have more than just the face in common, my friend. It's just my animal magnetism. And you're on a trade road at the moment and it changes from cobblestone as you leave a hillside and look behind you, you see the city of Cadmir in the distance. And as you leave that hillside and go beyond, the road turns to a dusty path. It becomes narrower and less kept as the grass encroaches upon it. You look to the sky and it seems to be a fine day and you can see some carts that travel uh, beyond as well on this trade road as well. 
As you travel for half a day, you start to see uh, smatterings of trees that seem to blotch the countryside. And then eventually it gets into a very thickened uh, wood. You make your way past one of these willow groves that you know, uh, Drew, and you watch you start to get off of the beaten path a little bit. And you can see that there are very small tracks that seem to have been used through this, like the road hasn't been very well traveled. As it gets into mid-afternoon, your horses tend to get a little bit tired and need a rest. And Drew, you know that you're probably at the limit as to where you can ride your horses as the thicket seems to be getting quite dense now. And it's just starting to get probably into mid-afternoon dusk. Is there somewhere that looks like it would be safe for the like a for the horses to stay? Roll a survival check, everybody. Drew, Achilles, and Jasui, you guys are looking around this forested area. Drew specifically knowing how dangerous and mysterious it can be. Coming off the beaten track, you start to hear this wind just billow through, and it's almost like there's a song upon it weirdly, and that takes all your attention. Shavi, looking around, being resistant to these kinds of things, you see a nice set of trees where you could probably rest your horses and yourselves for a little while if you wanted to. You can see like an opening that seems to be circular. It provides a little bit of cover. Shall we set up camp over here? This spot looks oakley-doakley. Or do we want to let the horses go? Then we can press on on foot. Probably wise. And at that, you tie the three horses up at one of these posts, these wooden trees. And as you begin making your way, you cut into the dense wood. And then you all, all three of you, except for Shavi, start to hear this melodic singing probably about 10 minutes in to your journey, surrounded by trees and thick vines that seem to be coalescing across each other. You look across one, you can see heavy spider webs, but then this music just sort of hits your ears, almost like a singing. Drew, you know this to be uh, the Song of the Sirens, and you know that they lure people into unfortunate circumstances. I definitely <laughs> let the rest of the group know as soon as I hear the singing, don't be swayed by this, guys. These, these sirens will, will mess you up. Yeah. As he says that, um, Shavi, you actually notice that you don't hear any singing. What singing? Uh, my friend, you cannot hear the alluring melody coming across the wind. Maybe it's sort of thrown a bit too high <laughs> for me. <laughs> He's a bit too low to the ground. <laughs> As you have this conversation and begin to laugh, your laugh seems to echo through the trees. Weirdly so, almost like you're inside like an echoing chamber that's consistently reverberating. And as you look around, there seems to be like fireflies that seem to be dancing off of this area and you sort of begin to feel unsettled in your stomach and you look up and as you look up, you can see the sky, but then you look down and you can sort of see the ground sort of swirling a little bit as you begin making your way through these trees. You guys need to make wisdom saves now, please. We're getting closer, boys. It's at this point, Drew, you begin leading your companions through and you start to hear the singing more so, and you watch Galileo, <laughs> Galileo, <laughs> Galileo Figaro. You watch it. Um, Jesui, Shavi, and Achilles. You guys watch as the foliage begins to meld into each other, and you start to see colours upon the breeze. And as you see these colours upon the breeze, you sort of shake your head, and it's almost like that slowing down of a track. You hear the wind move past your ear, and it's almost like deafening. And as you look towards the east. You can see Drew walking ahead of you and he's getting further and further away because the three of you have stopped and you're looking at this bright yellow light that seems to be appearing 40 or so feet in the distance. As you look towards it, 
you start to hear words coming from it in a singing melodic voice. And it's almost in a language that is ancient that you don't really understand, but it's alluring and you want to go and touch that light. What's that? Can I slap myself? Yeah, go for it. You slap yourself. Doesn't appear to stop. As you continue, you take sort of one step toward and as you do, you hear the crunching coming from behind you uh, actually cease. And you think to yourself, my allies aren't with me. So you turn around and you can see all three of them deadpan staring towards the east and you look towards the east and you see the light as well. And you know exactly what it is. It's a wisp and it has caught them in its web. So, yeah, uh, I guess seeing the team, uh, the the rest of the group uh, being entranced by this wisp, definitely want to get in there, help them out, get them out of the trance, try and wake them up. Okay. So you move over to your party and as you do, you guys feel hands on your shoulders that are shaking you awake. Uh, You can pick one person. Are you my conscience? <laughs> you hear Shavi just deliriously speaking towards this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look at Achilles and try and shake him into consciousness. Okay. Can you make a wisdom save with advantage, please, Achilles? You watch as you just get shaken into consciousness. The sound of this music just dulls and you hear the sounds of the forest begin back and almost through, like cutting through the sound, you hear Achi- uh, Drew's voice and you hone in on this ugly face and it sobers you immediately. That is a sobering face. At that, you look towards your party and you can see that both of them appear to be extremely entranced and are taking steps towards this. I I definitely (laughs) pick them up and I start shaking them. All right. You two feel this hefty grab onto your shoulders, Jusui and Shavi, and they're trying to stop you from getting to this beautiful site and you want to fight it. So you need to roll a acrobatics check to escape. And you can roll as a athletics check, Achilles, to grapple them both. You'll have advantage on the one against Shavi because he's tiny boy. So you watch as Achilles grabs Shavi, lifts his feet off the ground. But as he goes to grab Jusui, you watch as you just do this swim move and immediately uh, dance behind one of the trees and continue in your, your way towards the wisp. No, Shavi, you're held up in the air and your feet are moving, but you're not. Which means you watch as this wisp begins to pulse. And as it begins to pulse... You hear it say to you, Jusui, quickly, come quickly. Ah, uh, you begin to run. You watch as Jusui begins to run. Oh, so- no. How, how fast is he going? 30 feet every He's six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, uh, I think in the middle of the forest, I probably want to cast Entangle to try and grab Jusui before he gets to this thing and gets in trouble. Before you do that, Jusui, as you get closer, you feel this invading force on your mind. Can you please roll one more wisdom save for me? Eight. So, yeah, it's, it wants you to come closer and closer and closer. At that, you watch as these vines begin to encircle around your feet. Roll a strength save. Nat one. one. <laughs> Woohoo! If you ever right. wanted to roll on that one, that was yeah, yeah, that was it. You begin to bolt towards these this light individual and you watch as it begins to be in the shape of this beautiful woman that seems to be beckoning you closer and closer and away. And as you do, you take one more step forward, but your leg won't go and you immediately trip falling face forwards. But these vines catch you and wrap you up and turn you back towards your allies. And as it does that, you sort of shake back into consciousness. You look back over your shoulder and see this white light just sort of dart through the forest. And then you hear this childlike laughter, like (laughs) as it disappears off into the mist. See ya. (laughs) You can see Drew just sort of twirling his hand, casting these vines to help you out. 
and you come to your senses. Thank you for the save. I was not myself. Got to be careful around in 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 the in the forest. Uh, around is plenty of things that uh, will do us harm and try and distract us from our mission. As I am learning right now. You begin walking further into the forest, sticking very close to Drew. Drew, could you please roll a survival check with advantage? 19. Okay. You begin walking further into the brush and you start to hear a trickling stream. You know, Drew, that you're very close to your family home. You take the path east as you begin walking next to this stream. And as a clearing opens, the three of you following Drew's lead, Shavi, Shisui and Achilles, nestled in the trees through this clearing, you can almost see this shack. It seems to be made of natural wood. This weave of natural foliage seems to create this roof and you can see a slow billow of purple smoke coming out of the top of it. You can see the walls of this house are strewn with purple flowers, orchids that seem to be enchanted within. And you can see a circular window outside. And you can see almost what looks like a a rack that seems to house different sorts of vegetables just growing up in a line. Drew, this is your home. Excellent. We're home, boys. <laughs> so I'll, I'll definitely, hey, guys, I'd like to uh, yeah, welcome you to my home. Here, mama, mama. You watch as he begins running towards the door. And you hear this voice coming from within that says, Who's there? You watch as this figure appears at the door. This tall, four-armed, elongated woman. You can see that she's hunched over. You can see she's got a very long nose and you can see that she's completely green. She's got white hair that seems to be out in this massive bush of an afro. You can see that she's got incredibly long fingernails and you can see that she too has this nose ring. And as she comes out, you can see that she's got a red mat that seems to be like almost facial hair spotted on her chin. And you can see as well that she's wearing this this forest-like garb. Mama, mama, my beautiful, beautiful mama. That is definitely Drew's mother. I think we uh, can see where he gets it from now. At that, she walks out and she says, Drew, you've returned. Welcome home, son. And you watch as she just embraces you and she says, such a handsome boy. I haven't (laughs) laid eyes on something. I haven't laid eyes on something so beautiful in so long. Oh, and you watch as she kisses you all over. And to the rest of you, this is the most disgusting. (laughs) 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 Mama, mama. So happy to be home. I've made, I've finally made some friends. I'd like you to meet my friends. Any friend of my son is a friend of mine. Hello. Hello. Must I say, Drew, you could have found a more attractive bunch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, uh, I apologize for our outward appearance. I, I promise you our personalities shine through. I hope so. Your appearance is absolutely vexing. Especially you. And she looks towards Achilles and she says, much too big. (laughs) She moves towards you and sort of squeezes your shoulders. And as she sort of touches you, you feel this cold sensation. It's like something crawling under your skin as she does. She moves around to you guys and she says, I'm sure you're all hungry. Drew, I can make your favorite if that's what you'd like. Sloppy Joes. (laughs) (laughs) Mama, mama, that would be over some, some freshly cooked hairs. Okay. You watch as you guys begin sitting down and you're walked into this hut and you can see there's a very cramped in here and you can see that there's this cauldron that sits 
in the middle that seems to be boiling of this water and you watch as the next sort of 10 to 15 minutes goes by, she moves her way out the back, comes back with these hairs and you watch as she just breaks the neck of them and skins them right in front of you. As she does that, you watch as she looks up to the sky and closes her eyes and you watch as she says thank you to the hairs. She's just like, thank you for this offering and you watch as she just sort of strips the the hairs off of it and just throws them whole into the pot. She goes, dinner will be ready in quite some time and while that cooks... And she sits down and you hear this cracking as she sits down and it's a large lumbering back just crack, crack, crack as she sits down on this stone and she sort of lifts her her legs up a little bit and she says, what brings you to the Spinewood? What brings you home, Druid? I can barely contain my excitement from the, the, the dinner we're about to, we're about to all thoroughly enjoy. I can tell. And I uh, said, mum, 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 I'm super excited. I've been, uh, you know, getting out there and having adventures and making friends. And uh, then I proceed to tell her about, you know, Spinewood and that we're here looking for the, the trove. And, uh, yeah, this is the, the next adventure we're on together. The trove, you say? The trove of convergence? Yes, Mama, we're looking for it. One might say we're converging on it. The trove is a sacred site. It is not one that you will traverse easily. This is why I've brought friends. Many have tried to venture through it before, and very few have survived. You sound like you have some inside information on this trove of convergence. My friends are very helpful, Mum. One might say I do, boy. Maybe any information you give us will help us to successfully traverse the trove of convergence. I trust my boy with all of my heart, but there are many that seek this trove for the wrong reasons. Could you help us out, Mum? Just me. Why don't you try and butter her up a little bit? <laughs> my friends, my friends, they're, they're, they're great people. <laughs> and I trust them. Roll a persuasion check. Okay, so that's a 12. She looks towards you and says, I will think upon it. And if what? you are truly invested in this quest... Then perhaps I will share this information with you after supper. What is the right reasons for wanting the Trove of Convergence? The Trove is a place of infinite possibility. It is a place where many people's wishes can be granted. You could imagine that those with wishes of nefarious means, well, they would use the place to impact the virtue of the gods. Or to... Ripen their mortal standing here on this plane. Ruin the status and balance of chaos. Ah. It is a place of great power, an ancient site. It is sacred to many forest-dwelling beings. It is sacred to me. It is sacred to Drew. We will not desecrate this place. I am not worried about you desecrating it. I'm worried about my son not leaving it alive. And I'm also worried about what you may be using the boon that this trove offers for. So I ask you a question. What is your purpose for finding the boon? Yes, yeah, so, uh, Mama, our, uh, one, one of our new friends who's uh, part of a, a group that we've, you know, me and my friends have joined together with is asking us to uh, retrieve it, retrieve it for him. I'm sure he only has the best of intentions. <laughs> she says, Oh, Drew, 
Your second most admirable quality, aside from your dashing good looks, <laughs> is that you're much too trusting. I have ventured through this trove myself. The trials that the gods present to those that do is... It is taxing. But the rewards are great. We are prepared for hard work. I'm sure you are. Eat. We'll discuss after. You watch as she dishes up plates of the most disgusting hair slop that you've ever seen or smelt. You watch as she slurps it and you watch as she gets to the bottom of her bowl. You can see this hair's eyeball in the bottom and she goes, oh, I was the lucky one. And you watch as she picks up the stem of the eyeball and just Seems drops like it into her in mouth. a bit of a hairy situation. Like it. I push my plate towards Drew so he can have a second. But Achilles, you're too kind. You're too kind. And I slurp his bowl down too. All right. You watch as both of the individuals are eating it. Are you eating uh, just we? Yeah, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, but... <laughs> Shall we? Attempting, yes. Okay. Um, as you taste it, it's not as bad as you mm. thought it would be. It's a meaty broth. Uh, there are some sinewy bits in it, but it's pretty hearty. Like, it gets the job done. And same to you, Shavi, but you sort of shove the bowl to the side. And you watch as she notices that and she says, you must be a vegetarian. She <laughs> looks around to all of you having slurped her last bowl, this disgusting slurp, and she sort of slops it down to the side. You watch as her nails just sort of curl over the bowl and she looks towards you as she sort of sets it down. She says, well, I suppose now is the time. Drew, before you came to me, I ventured into the trove as well. I sought something that I was unable to attain on this plane without the Trove's assistance. I sought love. Unrequited, unconditional love. What are you saying, Mama? I went through the trials. And at the end, the Trove offered me a great gift. It offered me you. I do not know where you came from, but the gods gifted you to me, so I took you and raised you. You see, this trove has great power. Great power. So you must be certain that whatever you retrieve from it is given to somebody of moral virtue. And I trust you with this, Drew. I stare at uh, mum wide, eyes wide open, like sort of, bewildered at listening, listening to what she's saying. And uh, I guess I say, yeah, my friends and I, I, I we've, we've been in uh, you know, a few pickles before and they've, and they've helped me out. I know all I remember from one of our previous uh, encounters was I, I was injured badly and all I remember passing out. And the next thing I woke up, they'd rescued me and saved me. So not, not letting me know the fact that they just used me as a meat shield. You cannot prove everything. <laughs> she looks towards the three of you and says, if you indeed kept my boy alive through perilous situations, then I too call you family. And she goes to give you a hug and you get this incredible smell of never washed body odor. And you, Shavi, being the smallest, get this tickle of underarm hair that just sort of sits upon your nose. Appreciate it, Mama. Thank, thank you very much. It's and uh, if we're able to be successful, we definitely want to, you know, we'll make sure that everything that comes of this is only for the, the goodest of intentions. She looks to you and says, The trove is best found when the moon is highest in the sky. I will lead you to it at that time. But now, after a hearty meal, you should rest. 
rest your weary souls. Yeah, from what from what Mum's telling me, this is uh, you know, it could be some very sort of powerful, very helpful, helpful knowledge. Whatever we're going to gain from this quest, do we think that you know Dragon's going to be? You know, can we trust Dragon? Do we think he's going to be using it for for something good, or should we be worried? Shall we? I trust Dragon. By all means. What do you think his intentions would be? I gold. He wants gold. Um, can I be like cleaning my gats and reloading them and all that jazz and making them yep. shiny and shit? I'll say you guys have taken a position in the sort of clearing outside and there is a small fire burning as the night begins to fall. And you're yeah, cleaning sweet, sweet, Based sweet. on our conversations with Dragon before, I'm thinking this may have something to do with getting on the good side of the black-robed men. Hmm. I do like the Black Rod man. Mm. He he did good things for us. Mm. Mm. I feel maybe like we probably we, want to be on his good side too. Maybe we trust their dragon with this. Mm. So we're thinking that maybe at this stage, you know, from what what my mum has told us, that if we're able to get, you know, get what we need from the trove, then we should definitely have a, I think, a long sort of conversation with Dragon before we hand anything over. And if there is any gold in the offing, then we take the gold. Sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. It sounds like we don't know exactly what the trove offers. Hmm. Well, I'm sure we will find out when we get there. As you say that, you watch as this hag of a woman stands at the doorframe watching you guys have this conversation and she says, Drew, may I see you inside for but a moment? Course, Mama. Leaving the three of you outside, you watch as Drew enters. And as you enter into the home, you watch as she sits down and unwraps this square-looking box. As she takes it out, she holds up this book that seems to have hand-drawn images and writing. As it's written down in this language that she taught you to read as a child, you can see that um, this book is familiar to you. It's a childhood story that she used to read you, and she says... Do you remember this tale, Drew? Yeah, yeah, the, the old story used to tell me as a, as, a, as a kid. She looks and she says, Yes, this is the tale of the five primal deities. It is the one I read you as a boy. I want you to take it. I want you to keep it safe. Thank you, Mama. I absolutely will. Maybe one day you will read it to my grandchildren. Is hoping, Mama. <laughs> she With any you. luck. She says... You know that your mother is gifted with foresight and prophecy. Yes, Mama. I foresee that you will need this in your future. Thank you, Mama. She hands it to you and she says, Those boys out there, do you really trust them? Yes, Mama. That is good enough for me. The Guardian. The Guardian is mighty. Guardian of this trove will need to be bypassed. And you are only able to do so by respecting its might. Do you understand me, Drew? Yes, Mama. You Can must respect the might of this guardian. Respect the might. He gives a nod. And she says, the time is nigh. So as she exits, she says, get on your feet, you lazy bones, to the three of you <laughs> as you guys are continuing to clean your guns and rest yourselves up. She says, the journey is not long. As you begin to follow. We follow. Uh, Drew second in line, you walk for probably about 10 to 15 minutes. And as you do, you hear the wind beginning to rustle through the breeze again. And as it does, Drew, you're following 
your mother quite closely. Just where you're sort of towards the back. As you look towards one of the trees, you can see a shadow move. Perception. Roll a perception check. Okay, so you look towards and you can see a cloaked figure. A man that has a golden arm looking underneath his cloak towards you. And as you look towards it, the shadows sort of morph into a similar shape and you see that it's just a bush. You sort of rub your eyes. You look towards another direction. You can see standing on top of a log looking down at you, the same figure. You rub your eyes again and then you hear a voice in your head that says, Hello, je suis. Ah, my friend. I thought my eyes were deceiving me. No, no, I am with you wherever you go. Are you enjoying the toys that I bestowed upon you? I wouldn't say they're toys, my friend. I have been using them as tools. Good, good. You keep the warlord, the king of crowns, very satisfied. Jusui, you are heading to the trove of convergence, are you not? My friend, how are you privy to this conversation, this uh, information? As I said... We are connected in more ways than you know. Does this bother you? Have you been watching me all the time? Always. That is a little bit creepy, my friend. I'm sure there are people you can pay to help you with that kind of thing. Even so, you are coming to the end of this path, and by its end you will find... Hey, Boone, I have no doubt you will be successful given your ambition. I sensed it on you when we first met. I believe you know what I'm about to ask of you, Jusui. You wanted this boon from me? Yes. What would you do with this boon? With this boon, I will prevent those that would take it and use it against me. This continent has been built... On nothing but warfare. As a country forged in blood. Since the dawn of time, many have fought and died at the hands of man. Knowledge has been kept at bay. Knowledge that could be used to save those people. That is what my intention is, Jesui. Those that oppress others. Those that... Stop the natural flow of learning. Prevent one from learning what they can and learning what they must to succeed and grow. What do you want to learn that is so... restricted? I seek... time. Time to learn it all. To outlast... You want to be immortal, my friend. Ah, yes. To be the king amongst all kings. To know all, to see all. Is that not true power? Where true knowledge lies. And I could do this with you standing right by my side. You and the king of crowns. This is very tempting, my friend. I will have to think about this. Well, I will be ready to receive this boon from you when that choice is made. I'm sure you will see the light. Just we. Undo. And 
you watch as his voice fades on the breeze. You watch as just so he sort of snaps into it and you're following behind Achilles who's lumbering through the undergrowth. You sort of notice Achilles that just so he just sort of snaps back into reality. You're good, my brother. To have a, we have to have a conversation, uh, a private conversation. And I look at Drew's mum, obviously. She looks towards you as you say this and she says, I guess I better make myself scarce then. I'll be by this tree, taking a whiz. <laughs> she goes and moves over behind a tree. Didn't see that coming. Leaving the four of you there. Xavi, Drew, do you remember the man in black? The one that helped us escape the prison. He was yes. just talking in my head. And what did he say? He wants the boon. He wants the boon to become immortal and be the most powerful being on the, on the planet. So he wants us to receive, uh, retrieve the the boon. Isn't isn't the whole reason we are doing this to let the unseen clan mm. be on the right side of this man in black? That mm. so sounds like yeah. There's a few, well, potential few people who will want it, but to to help each other. So I definitely think we need to work out what it actually is we're dealing with when we get there. My friend, we walk a very, a very dangerous game is being played afoot right now. We are delving in with dangerous people. If it has this sort of power, I think we need to fully know the intentions of everyone. That in order to fully know, we need to get the thing and then we are in the shit regardless. So right now, we don't have the thing. We could walk away. We live happy lives. We smooch other women or do we continue and get ourselves into the full pot? Do we live happy lives though, knowing that the unseen wants this of us? Uh, I feel shit. like they would have their way with us pretty. We are, how you say, fucked. <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued to see what it is that we're going after, but maybe it's best kept for, for ourselves. We could still have Dragon and the, the man in black. But then they're angry at us. We take the boon, they don't get it. They're angry at us. We have to bang, bang, kill them. <laughs> if they have the wrong intentions, it might come down to that. Okay. I wanted to give you people this information. I give the information. You say we go on. Okay. Before we choose what we do, shall we find out what this is and what we're dealing with? We shall put a pin in this conversation. How you say? Shit. <laughs> a left fuck <laughs> at that you watch as Drew's mother merges out of the bush and says now you're quite done because we're almost there and you watch as the moon is shining on the we lights in the sky on the tree leaves sorry and as you begin entering this open area you can see these runic stone crumblings that seem to emerge from the ground you can see that there is a river that seems to run through it that goes into this waterfall and there is a pool underneath the waterfall she looks and she says I will wait here, for if you intend to test the trove, you need to do it on your own. In the waterfall behind. Drew, do you remember what I told you? Thank you, Mama, and I tell everyone, uh, it's very important that we respect the might of the Guardian. And she says to you, keep that book close. And if these friends of yours are true allies, keep them close too. 
Thank you, Mama. Gives a nod and you watch as she sort of disappears into the etherealness as she fades away. Leaving this cold stream running around between your feet, you can see the runes just sort of coalescing between uh, the tree work as well. And you can see the moon shining high into the sky and you look towards the pool and it is indeed the shape of a crescent moon. Well, I think walk towards the, the crescent moon pool. <laughs> I'd be happy to take the lead and then, uh, yeah, tell, the tell the group. I dare you to throw Shavi in the pool. I don't know if the child can swim. Shavi, <laughs> <laughs> can you swim? Quite strongly. Nothing about you is strong, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, wee man? You are like the pebble to my rock. <laughs> well... <laughs> okay, if we're, if we're done with the with the chit chat, yeah, Mama could not stress enough that we respect the might of the guardian. And I step forward into the into the pond and the waterfall. You begin watching as Drew begins making his way into the pool. The water is cold, and the ripples hit your legs as you begin descending further and further. Do we follow you, Drew? I follow. That's up to you. No, no, I'm, I'm asking. Him oh, okay, Drew, do we follow you? I follow Drew. Stay close. Stay close. Fine. I'm gonna go on his back. You watch as Shavi jumps from a rock onto Drew's back and as you begin walking further and further into this pool, you hear a rumbling and you feel the earth shake. It rumbles so hard that you almost get knocked off balance and you watch as the water shakes as well. You watch as the middle of this pool starts to bubble and as it starts to bubble, it starts to begin violently falling rocks and trees around the area. You watch as the waterfall begins to rush even more rapidly and you guys stand in this force of nature. You watch then as a massive spray of water begins to erupt in front of you, and as it does so, you watch as this massive beast emerges ahead of you. You can see a reptilian body on four legs. You see it standing basically outside of the pool. You watch as these snaking heads begin to curl up and around behind itself, and you can see there's probably five of these heads that just seem to be looking down at you. You've heard about this beast in mythology before. You know this to be a hydra, and as it looks towards you, you hear this as all five heads roar at you at once, about 30 feet away from your face. You stand at it, looking at it, all of its piercing red eyes as it sort of snakes around and moves with the water. It is gigantic. What would you like to do? Stand in front and uh, say, oh, oh, great Hydra, we are seeking the trove. And I'm right behind him and I just yell, Hell, Hydra! (laughs) (laughs) As you do that, you watch as the Hydra sort of snakes its head around, looking towards you, swaying from side to side, and you watch as two of the heads rear back and it just hisses like, (laughs) Roll insight checks, all of you. I don't want to talk about it. Neither do I. So... Shavi and Jasui, as it roars, you sort of take a step backwards. This thing's about to strike. It's lunging. It's it's aggressive. It looks really, really angry. Drew and also Achilles, you watch as three of the heads seem to be cautious. Two of them seem to be very, very angry. And as they seem to be very cautious of you, they're eyeing you off. It's like they're waiting for something. It hasn't attacked you straight away, but it's looking at you waiting. What do you do? Can I bow to the Hydra? He watches Jesui kneels, opens both of his hands and lowers his head. And as he does that, you watch as one of the heads mimic him and bows. Bow, you fools. I suppose we jump off and I'm going to do the same. Yeah, we all bow. As Shavi, Drew and Achilles bow in this pool, he watches the remaining four heads of the Hydra looking at you bow as well. 
you watch then as the Hydra disappears and the waterfall parts and you see a doorway. Le- yep. Thank fuck. <laughs> knew that showing some difference and respect would get us through that so easily. I was sweating and I was a little oh. worried about you just so little worried. Achilles, do you have a spare pair of pants? <laughs> I just uh, used them, my friend. I have, well, I have gone boom boom and I do not want to wash it off in this lovely crescent shaped pool because I do not want that Hydra to be pissed off at me. Okay. And as I walk towards the, the parted doorway. All right, you all follow? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. As you begin walking towards the door, you watch as the stone parts for you as well behind the waterfall. Just. There's that noise. Yeah, baby. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a good noise. As it parts, you begin to descend this staircase downward. As you walk, there seems to be green and blue firelights just seem to emanate as you walk. It's just like lighting your way. You eventually get into this circular chamber. And as soon as you step into it, the darkness is illuminated by what looks like constellations that appear to be on the floor. You can see in the center there seems to be a dais where a bowl sits and you can see that there is one constellation down the bottom, one at the top, and there are three more surrounding it, so five in total. Can I? Can we roll? Uh, you can look. If you want to check the constellations out, it can be a nature check. If you want to check the magical aura of the room or whatever magical essence might be here, it's Arcana. Uh, if you just want to investigate random things, it's investigation. I'll um I'll roll investigation on the on the uh well, I'll assist you so you can add a one D four. He'll he'll guide you, yeah. Guide it. Twenty-three. Yep. As you look at these constellations, you being a frequent stargazer with all of your many loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Nice. Yep. You look around and you can see that these constellations are familiar to you. There's one that appears to represent Sorshan, the god of the sea, one that represents Nykestis, the god of the forge, one that represents Mardol, the god of harvests, Idris, the god of the sun, and Orban, god of war and death. You see there's all five there. However, on three of the constellations, you can see one star appears to be missing. And as you get closer, Jusui, you can see that the stars in the floor are like diamonds that are inlaid in this engraving. And three of them seem to be missing. One star seems to be missing in the constellation for Auburn. One star seems to be missing in the constellation for Nykestis. Uh, one star seems to be missing in the constellation for Sorshan. I, I say to the guys, hey, my friends, these are constellations here. These these three ones, they're missing a star. Keep and have a lookout for diamonds. And we see the diamonds, do we? Yeah, you, yeah, it's easy to see as you walk through. They're almost like twinkling stars. They are very, very No, I'm talking about the missing ones. Like the missing, we see yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. De- you definitely see there is a recess where a, a stone is missing. You all see that. As you look around the room, you can see that there are various doorways that seem to lead off of this chamber. Like this is a central area, and you can mm-hmm. see various different pathways leading off of this area. How many pathways? Like the missing ones are Five. They? They Five pathways. Five pathways. Including the one you've just entered, there's six. Each, so we may find the diamonds down these pathways to return them back to the back to the central. Do we split up or do we stick together? I think Never we split stick up. together. Stick together? <laughs> Never All right. split up. So do we want to start at the right or do we want to start at the left and go around? Do we want to start with ones that have the diamonds already or the ones yeah. without? Ooh. Without. Without. without? Let's find the All ones right. without. Yeah. First one without, I can't remember which one you said. One? Okay. So the ones without are Sorshan, 
Orban, and Nykestis. Okay. So Sorshin's God of the Sea. Nykestis is God of the Forge. Orban's God of War and Death. Let's go Sorshin first. Do the sea. Lord the one that sea. sounds the safest. Yeah. Lord <laughs> yeah. of Sea. Right. Lord of Sea. You look to see the constellation that represents Sorshin and just swear you point to the hallway that seems to be off of that chute and you see as you walk through the hallway, you watch as that constellation illuminates blue and you watch as all the others go dark. You make your way through this stone passageway and it winds almost maze-like and as you do, you start to hear the rushing and roaring of the ocean. You start to hear this and you recognize it to be lightning and thunder. You hear this rolling sound, this, and you hear this whipping of waves. You get this smell of salt that comes into your nostrils, and as you peer around the corner and enter this chamber in this room, it's completely dark, and then there's a flash. Lightning strikes, and inside this room, you can see that there is a pool that seems to be quite large of this raging torrent of the sea. You can see that within this torrent of the raging sea, you can see this statue that seems to be like a massive octopus or a kraken-like. You see tentacles poking out and you can see in between this statue, there are just waves just crashing and surging and surging throughout this area. And across the other side of this, the side that you're not on, you can see this pillar and this shining blue gem that seems to be rotating on it. As you look around, you can see the clouds rolling in and thunder just sort of striking and this massive circular, almost like a whirlpool is surging in this area and it looks almost uncrossable. What would you all like to do? But before um, anyone goes up to do anything, uh, I look at the group and I say, hey guys, guys, so do you guys remember the book that... Oh, you didn't, didn't see that. See okay, so uh, I say, uh, guys, the Lord Shawshan, the name uh, rings a bell. So some of these, these this is a story that my mum used to tell me when, when I was young and the story for Lord Shawshan, I think this actually might be she, she might have written these down to help us out. So the, and, and I opened the book and I flipped to uh, the, the part about Lord Shawshan and it's a, it's a passage that says, um, when times were dark and dreary and darkness sent his blight, the sea god named Lord Shawshan washed all the beasties out. No man or woman, beast or foe could resist or even flee. But those that follow Lord Shawshan know to let those strong tides be. But those who follow Lord Sorshin know no, to let those let the, let the strong tides, tides be. Can I roll a perception check around the room and see if there's anything? 15. So as you look around, you can see the tentacles seem to come off of the sides of the walls. Uh, and you can see the Kraken head seems to be in the middle of this raging storm of water. And you can see the thunder and lightning just permeating from above. And it's every flash of lightning, you just see this the, the room completely light up. As it lights up, uh, Je Sui, you see an artwork on the other side. This wall here is actually closed off and the dais seems to be on the other side and this blue shining gem is on the other side. Yeah. Above it, you can see a picture of a well-bearded man that seems to be holding this trident and sitting waist deep in the water and he seems to be throwing it all, looking to pierce the, the water and the waves. And in the light, you, it almost looks like the stone is moving, like the water is actually rising. Uh, that's that's what it, the illusion sort of looks like. And every time the lightning flashes, almost like the image repeats, the water rises. But that passage just reminates in your mind as Drew reads it out, almost like a clue given to you by this mistress of sight, Drew's mother. So would you like me to read it again? Yeah. This is when times were dark and dreary and darkness sent his blight, the sea god named Lord Shawshen washed all the beasties out. No man, woman, beast or foe could resist or even flee, but those that follow Lord Shawshen no to let those strong tides be. Lord Shawshan. So follow yeah. the 
But do we know that that statue is that? You look at it and you can. It looks godly. You you probably never would have seen these gods, Shavi, before because you didn't grow up in the empire. You grew up in your own sort of clan and you had your own gods for death and and war and things like that. So like, would he? Would his is his trident pointing at a path through the through the waves? Doesn't appear to be. It seems to be just an artistic dais of of drawing here. But as you're standing here, the waves sort of rushing and writhing. I'd like, let's go. Actually, all of you can roll a dexterity save. That says, yeah, those that follow Lord Shorten know to let the tides be. So you watch as this bolt of lightning begins to charge in the sky. And as you see it, Shavi, you dodge out of the way as it strikes directly in between you guys. Uh, Drew, Jusui, and Achilles, you guys take four points of lightning damage as Shavi jumps directly behind this boulder and you watch this lightning flash through the area and you hear this rumble of thunder in the chamber. You watch as the waves writhe and you can see this whirlpool just sort of spinning and spinning and spinning. You watch as some of it crashes over the kraken and then rests and falls. Um, it's very menacing looking. Does it look like it's repeating itself? Roll a nature check. You can't tell. You're too busy, like, clocking the lightning to gauge this... Um, this storm fully. Drew and Achilles, you guys know the mighty force of the ocean. There's no force on earth that seems to be stronger. And you know as well, Drew, through this story that the god Sorshin was a mighty one, but he was tempestuous. He would give, but then also take away. He would crush as likely as he would gift. You know that that last line in the passage just sticks out to you. Yep. So those that followed Lord Shorshin know to let the strong tides be. If I'm going to let them be, then walk towards the, the diamond. I reckon just walk towards the diamond. Yeah, I'm not going to touch anything else, but I'm going to try and just carefully, uh, yeah, walk, do we have walk a rope? towards the diamond. We do have rope. Yeah, let's tie rope. a rope around him and give it to Achilles. Uh, just we, you tie the rope with Shavi's help around Drew's waist and then you anchor it towards Achilles who holds it tightly. As you begin wading into this cold ocean, you feel the pull of it and as it pulls you, uh, Achilles, you immediately feel the tug. Do you hold him or do you let it go? Hold him. Okay, as you hold it, you feel this wave just battering up against you, battering, 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 and it's sort of starting to hurt. As um, you hold it, you take two points of bludgeoning damage as the waves are just completely smashing onto your system. Let him keep system. walking. Let the strong tide mm. yeah, be. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let it go. You watch as Achilles' hands loosen, and as the rope flows, you watch as Drew gets pushed around with the tidal whirlpool. <laughs> As he gets pushed around the current, you watch as it's almost like he's being guided by some sort of religious or mysterious force and he's moving directly in between many of the tentacles. You watch as he gets dunked underneath one of the waves. You sort of tighten your grip again, Achilles, but as you sort of relax it, giving faith to this passage, you watch as eventually, Drew, you find yourself on the other side and you hold on as tightly as you can. You grip it as hard as you can and you hold on. Roll an athletics check for me. 16. You hold on and you're able to pull yourself up. The rope's still taut between you and Achilles and you move towards the diamond. You hover your hand over it and as you hover your hand over it, what would you like to do? Make sure I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost clear of the water so in case something happens when I grab it and I'm going to try and grab the diamond. As you grab the diamond, you hear this surging. You watch as the clouds part and you watch as the waves just calm. Did you grab Excellent. it in your hand now? Yep. Excellent. So I've got the diamond in my hand. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I trod back, trod back over to the to the group. All right, you begin making your way back through the water, Achilles. You you pull him as fast as you can, and as you get to the other side, you all walk back through the main passageway. As you get through, you can see that the light that seems to be glowing blue fades, and the chamber returns to natural light. What do you do? Put it in the hole. Put it in the hole. Put it in the hole. The hole. Is that what you do? 
put it in the hole. Yep. Yeah. So I take the first one and I put it in the, the spare gap where Shawshen's uh, constellation would be. Yep. So as you make your way there, you drop this diamond into the hole. And as you do, you watch as the constellation illuminates blue. And this line completely moves all the way around the constellation and then into the center. And you watch as part of a stone dice in the center just sort of raises a fraction. And as you look towards the other two doors, you see to uh, know your next route. Yep. So we've got the other two. Auburn and the... Narcosis. Yep. Let's go Narcosis. Yeah, let's say war and death last. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay. So you see this doorway that seems to be towering and arced and you can see this skull atop it and you know that that's leading through to the way of war and death and it looks looming. As you look towards the other one, you can see this hammer on an anvil and you decide to walk through there. Immediately as you walk through, you are hit with this wave of heat. Uh, I'd like you all to make constitution saves, please. Let the go. As you begin walking through, uh, Shavi, you take six points of fire damage as you just continually feel this heat and you can't escape it. Jesus Christ. You begin winding through this area and as you do, you open up into the room of Nykestis. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes and make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.